0: Welcome to HubShots episode 161. In this episode, we talk about marketing newsletters to subscribe to, plus HubSpot's new email editor, which is drag and drop, and a gotcha when using Facebook lead ads, and some sales pro tips. You'll listen to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips tricks, and features for growing your marketing and sales results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search of be Founder. With me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I look really good. And you know what? I know what a Memoji is now. I know. Yeah. You just got a first hand.
1: Yeah. Well, I've got an old iPhone, so well, sadly not really. I, I, I I can't use it, I found out. But no, Memoji-less. Memoji-less, yeah, which um, anyway, we're recording this on... 4th of June and apparently Apple's just released a whole bunch of new features and Memoji Enhancements was one of them. Wow.
0: Correct. So they had their worldwide developer conference, which they telecast live at 2 a.m. this morning. And were you and, up uh, for that? No, I was not. Oh, good man. But we'll put a video in the, in, in the show notes. And we've got something some later in the show. There's there was. some interesting things I in I was there. really so, impressed. So, yeah. So, have a look. Inbound Thought of the Week, Craig. Now, if you go to inbound.com, you're going to find looks like Inbound has a new mission, which says, learn here, take your job by storm. 250 plus speakers, nightly parties and interactive sessions. Interesting that they called out nightly parties. Yes. I thought that was interesting. And I just thought, so I want to take a step back and go back to what is Inbound, right? Well, that's a good question right there. Yeah. And this is what it said. And it's really short and formed. Inbound celebrates the helpful human side of business. Inbound is a community of people who are passionate about marketing, selling and delighting customers in an inbound way. So there you have it. It's all about growing better, Craig. Grow better. You know what's interesting? Their ag- agenda's up there. There's quite a few speakers. So I encourage you to go have a look. How long to go? It can't be that long. No, I think there's about 90 days to go. How would you know that? From the HubShots Inbound Countdown, Craig. If you ever want to keep a track, go to hubshots.com slash inbound dash countdown. Or you
1: can go to inboundcountdown.com and actually redirect there. Redirect better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right, Craig. All right, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. And this is the new drag and drop email editor that's in HubSpot. It's been rolled out across marketing professional enterprise. It has been in starter for a while. Under in beta, so testing. Now, what was interesting, Nate from the HubSpot product team. Uh Hey, shout out to Nate. uh, Nathaniel Medina. He says that on average, users are saving twelve minutes of time creating and publishing emails. Now, you just kind of think if you're doing a lot of email marketing, or it's your responsibility. This is actually a massive time saver. Doesn't seem like a lot, but add up all those twelve minutes over the month and over the year, and it's a massive saving in your time to get stuff out. So I would say email better. All right, onto HubSpot sales feature the way, Craig. I'm going to talk about this because I was training some salespeople and they've had issues adding contacts into HubSpot, however way, is it be on the desktop or through the app on their phone? And so what I actually said, a better way to do is actually add the contact into their phone. So if you're using an Apple iPhone, for example, add it to your contacts. Once it's in your contacts, you can open up the HubSpot app. You can click on that first screen to the plus sign in the top right. Add a contact. It'll say import from contacts. Choose the contact you want and then click yes, I want to import that contact. And you can choose multiple or you can choose one. Why would you do this, right? As opposed to just putting it directly. I'm assuming if you're in sales and this person is a person you're going to be in contact with regularly is by having it in your phone, you can actually know when that person calls you because they can be identified. That's why I would say put in your phone first and then add it into HubSpot. I wonder
1: what the rules are around privacy there. Can you go the other way? No. So it's only import in. Yes. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Sales teams, what's to stop them adding all their contacts in the phone first and then taking them if they leave as opposed to, you know, not being allowed to have them as personal contacts.
0: Well, that's the thing. And I think that's just something that businesses need to be aware of. Yeah,
1: it's something I think about, but we're increasingly becoming a blended work-life blend. So everything that's business is personal, right? Correct. Yeah, it's hard to segregate Uh, And
0: a lot of the sales teams that we work with, they're actually all given iPhones from the company that they use when they're working for them. Yeah,
1: a lot of people have two phones. So that actually
0: happens quite a bit. So I know for a fact a lot of them... When I was training, them, actually had phones that they were given, and that's why I was able to solve. It was easy to solve the problem because they all had iPhones, then it wasn't a mm-hmm. mixture of Android devices and iPhones. So it kind of made sense, keeps it consistent.
1: Now, you've got a good tip here about actually the contacts as you
0: enter them on your phone. That's right, and this is from one of my customers. Uh, he works in sales, a great guy called Danny. And he actually said, because as I've been sitting with him when you're talking with people in sales, I often get lots of calls, even when I'm sitting with them. And what I discovered just observing him was that people would call him up and he's in a fairly highly, I'd say highly trafficked business where he would get a lot of inquiries, get a lot of people he's talking to at one time. He could have like 30 people he's talking to at one time about selling this particular product. And what I found really interesting, was he was picking up the phone and he was like, he knew exactly what these people had like inquired about. And even knew some interesting fact about that. And I was like, wow, how is he doing that? And then he showed me the tricks. He puts it in the company field on his iPhone, for example. He'll put, for example, maybe the product they're looking at, the location they looked at it. So when they ring, it actually shows up on their caller ID so he can pick up the phone. Oh, Craig, you actually want to grow your business. Fantastic. And you're actually using HubSpot. And you'll be like, what? How did you remember that? And that's how he's remembering it. But it's Chris such a good experience for people, and everybody I, I've, over the time I've known him, everybody he, he talks to, everyone always like, "Wow, how did you do that?" And how did you even care so much to remember?" What I even inquired about so quickly. So I, I think that's a really great. Um, that is
1: such a good tip, you know, and it's so obvious in hindsight. I reckon once you do, everyone will do this. This will turn up in HubSpot training in a year's time. Correct. As it's, you know, <laughs> it'd be like it'll be a hack of the week on some site, and it's such a good tip. I reckon, yeah. Actually, that's great for sales teams. Could you think of something comparable for marketing, possibly with suppliers, yeah. possibly proposals, exactly. sending proposals, Absolutely. getting follow-ups, things yeah. like that? Yeah, Absolutely. tons of uses. Yeah.
0: So I think in this case, you need to answer better, Craig. All right, on to our marketing gotcha of the week, Craig.
1: This is an interesting one you've found in terms of syncing through to HubSpot from Facebook lead ads.
0: Yes. So this was something that we discovered where we're asking a similar question in the lead ad that we do on the website, right? And it's really simple. We have this field where we ask people, are you actually ready to speak to us? It's a really simple question, but it's really good because especially making sure that people are contacting the right people at the right time, it actually helps us filter out who the sales team are not to speak to and who we can actually keep marketing to just by answering this one question. So what we did is we asked this identical question in the Facebook lead ad thinking, oh, well, it's in HubSpot. It should actually end up in that same field in HubSpot. Only to discover, no, it doesn't. It actually ends up under lead ad properties within HubSpot. And what was happening was I was running a workflow against that property in HubSpot to notify the contact owner if that person existed or to notify the sales team that it's a new contact that needs to be followed up. Of course, no follow-up happened post this lead ad running and that field getting populated. And then that's when I discovered this problem. So... Worth taking note, if you are doing something similar or you're collecting similar data off Facebook, that it actually goes into a different property within HubSpot. Right.
1: And so, like, you gave the example of uh, are you ready to speak to us field, but it could be any non-standard field. So That's right. Any field, like a, a standard field would be name, address, phone number, email, but any kind of non-standard field, like you're asking a question, it could just be how can we help. Exactly. What's your question? Yeah. Anything Message. like that. Yeah, message Yeah, uh, Facebook isn't smart enough to know, oh, you've already got a field in HubSpot or HubSpot isn't smart enough to know right. it's to sync that's that based on it. Okay. So you've got them both. So how did you solve that? Did you actually copy them between the two fields or you just use the two fields as triggers?
0: Actually, that's a good point. I was actually using the two fields as triggers, but you could quite easily mm-hmm. copy them. Now, one thing that you might actually have an issue is that that field gets created as a single line text field in the leader right. by default yes our property in the contact information was actually a drop down select which was a yes and right. no answer so it'll probably say there's some sort of error or something happening if you're trying to copy it so but definitely that is a way to do it absolutely integrate better all right on to the marketing for the week right
1: Look, we thought we'd mention a few of the email newsletters that Ian and I both subscribe to. You might think, I don't need another newsletter. I'm always unsubscribing from them. And of course, that is the case. I I sign up for heaps and I unsubscribe from heaps. I'm pretty ruthless, protecting my inbox. But there's a few email newsletters that I read constantly. And in fact, these ones, the two that we're going to mention one we've mentioned on a previous show, but the two that we're going to mention are daily newsletters every day. Yeah. So when people, by the way, whenever people say, oh, email's dead, or, there's no cut through or anything, it's like, well, to the right audience, it's still, and then in the right format, it's still very effective. Pretty amazing considering that we both read this newsletter
0: every day, don't we?
1: And it's all about the content and relevancy. And again, we've said this many times on the show, it's not about frequency. People don't unsubscribe due to frequency. It's about relevancy. That's right. So if it's not relevant, it doesn't matter how... Rarely you send it, they will still unsubscribe. <laughs> anyway, the, first, the the two are, it's what the AF, we'll call it. Yes. And the second one is Morning Brew, but what the is a digital marketing roundup. It's more tactical tips yes. and tricks. And in fact, if you're after a Facebook hack or a LinkedIn hack, this is the this one. Way, yeah. yeah. And so I love some of the stuff. It all relates to a Facebook group, by the way, where they share oh, tips. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like the highlights yeah, of the Facebook right. group.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. And so uh, they- yeah, highlight heaps of good things. I'll give an example in a second, but that's what the F. What about Morning Brew? Morning Brew.
0: Yeah, that was one I discovered. And I love that. It. It's like it's like a daily update of what's happening in technology and business. And, you know, kind of really gets you understanding what is going on in the world, especially it talks about the US economy, about what's happening between businesses, the share price, what's driving some monetary policy, interesting things about Floats that are going, going on, and sometimes they have some quizzes or trivia, which also is interesting. Yeah, but it's so well written, like, it's so well, it's engaging, it's but it's so
1: well written. I find it's business trends. This is why I call yes. it a, useful for marketers because you see business trends and what people are responding exactly. to. Yeah, and especially here in Australia, when we see what's happening in the US, you know, it's kind of a bit of warning yep. before it kind of follows yes. suit in Australia, so it's really useful for us. but. Yeah, really good, useful for marketers. So recommended. And leave us a comment, send us a note. What newsletters do you subscribe to? That so you do you find want to share valuable? something about what the? F? Oh yeah, so here's just something from a recent newsletter. They were highlighting LinkedIn stats in terms of behaviour. Users are 20% more likely to share a video on the platform than any other type of post. Okay, I think we kind of know that. Video is taking off. Apparently video is going to be a thing. Really? What did you wear? Yes. (laughs) Anyway, in terms of paid ads, and here's where the rubber hits the road, users now spend 300% more time watching video ads compared to the time spent looking at static sponsored content. Now the fact they spend more time, well, of course they do. It's video. It's going to take longer to consume. The interesting thing is they do actually sit there watching videos. So it's not as though they just see the first bit and they scroll past it like they maybe do for other ads. People are engaging with video ads. So that's a little factor. And I think the takeaway from this is test and measure, right? So we do, well, not nowhere near as much as we do on Facebook. We do a little bit of LinkedIn advertising and uh, sponsored content. We're starting to do sponsored videos now and Oh, the other great thing is just about using transcriptions and captions rather Yes. on videos because, Correct. as I think most people know, most people don't listen to videos. They watch them with the sound off. So captions is becoming more important. So there's something I might read in this newsletter and go, oh, that's interesting. I'll put that on my test and measure tactical list of things to yep. do. And every week we try to do a new campaign idea or test a new thing, even if it's only on our own sites yes. with clients just going to test that. So we'll give that a go for a couple of weeks. And then I can take that. This is all about just being curious, by the way. And and in fact, i am going off on a tangent here, but curiosity. I think Brian Halligan said this well. He really likes learn-it-alls rather than know-it-alls. Part of learn-it-alls is being curious. So I'm actually always with our uh, our team. We're just talking about what can we test? What's something we can try? Might be paid, might not be here's something we would test. We go, let's try a bit more LinkedIn video sponsored content. Let's just give it a go, see what the response is. Okay, it didn't work for that client. What about this client? Well, at least test mm-hmm. it three different places. You know, <clears throat> It's not going to work for some, we'll on others. Might not work for anyone. So we go, okay, let's park that. Anyway, sometimes that's when you get the quick wins. The other thing I'll say, we've said this before, might not work now, try it in six months. It might work now, but won't in six months, constantly changing. That's yes. the great thing I love about marketing. Test and measure.
0: All right, now there's going to be two other tools and I want to highlight this. A lot of you might actually know about it. One of them is Canva. So this is a great way to create email headers, change Facebook covers, create social images and design anything you really want because there are templates and just ends up looking great. And why I say this, I was helping a customer create an email campaign that they were trying to do and they just needed a simple header. And so I said, I think I could do better here. So I went to Canva and I designed it while I was talking to them and gave back to them thinking, oh, like most people would know how to do this. They're like, oh, how did you do that? I'm like, oh, on Canva, go to canva.com. So it just made me realize that people might not be aware that there are these tools and resources available to them that actually helps them get a really good result quickly. And another one I wanted to highlight is actually Stencil. And we've been, both of us have been using this for quite a while. But well, what this does really well is creating great social images for social. And there's a browser plugin as well. It's got heaps of pictures. You can put your text on top. You can put your logos and you can do a few things. So I'd encourage you to check those out. Links are in the show notes. So Use that and design better. We started the show by talking about WWDC. Yes, and that's Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. And I wanted to highlight, so I put the I put a video in there. It's it's like goes for like two hours, I think. There's a 13-minute video of it cut down. But we were watching this, Craig, because I was wanted to highlight to you and to listeners the ever-changing world we're living in about how people use devices. And one thing that's becoming very evident, especially in the world of Apple, is this handoff from devices. No matter where you are, handing off between like your iPhone, your phone, your Mac, your iPad, now your HomePod, and even onto Apple TV is becoming very common. So Apple is assuming that when you are using their devices, depending on location and what you're doing, you will be interacting with these devices but you'll also be continuing doing what you're doing by handing things off. So if you're listening to a podcast, for example, which is one of the examples they use, you've just walked in the door, you're listening to it on your iPhone, you actually want to keep listening to it, it'll hand off onto the home pod for you to keep listening. And this is this is happening all across the board in Apple World. And I think this is gonna be very common. So when we're trying to track what people are doing and what's going on, think about how people are interacting. And at which point are they interacting with you or your business to get information? How does that affect the devices that they're using? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. And it's all about behavior,
1: isn't it? Remember last Absolutely. week we were chatting about YouTube yep. and Google's uh, insights into behavior. And that's it. Is People are constantly changing. They're using multiple screens in front of the TV and they're sharing. Like there was a thing with you were showing me here where they, you can have two pairs of AirPods connected to a... Yeah. So people on their phone watching a video, but they're doing it with friends now and it kind of seems bizarre to me around a Oh, time. and then actually like, there was one it's... where
0: they were sharing a song and they basically tap their phones together.
1: Yeah, well, I can understand that, that sharing, but, yes, um, just kind of squinting at a tiny screen together, it, it's strange behaviour, but that's becoming really common. It's whatever's convenient, I think. Yeah, and I think that's right. And so I I think as marketers, that presents enormous challenges for us, not only about people's concentration spans, but, you know, they're flipping between how can you follow them, how can you put attribution against certain marketing. So it's getting harder and harder, but the first step in kind of understanding it is to actually understand the behaviour and be aware of the insights that this kind of, even something like an Apple conference can highlight about how behaviours are changing. Hand off better.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's right, Craig. And spend better.
1: Spend better when it comes to Apple. That's right.
0: All right. The quote of the week, Craig.
1: Oh, this comes from The Road Less Stupid, which is a book by Keith Cunningham. We might've actually mentioned this before on the show, but he says the price of entrepreneurial success is discipline and structure. You might think, oh, I'm a marketer or I'm a salesperson. I'm not an entrepreneur, but it applies. I think each of us these days is our own little... It's almost like what was that book CEO of my of me of me or you Inc or something like that. It's kind of we are our own little entrepreneurs in everything that we do. Discipline and structure path to success.
0: I absolutely agree. If you're in marketing or you're in sales, ultimately you're responsible for the outcome. And I think this really highlights that you've got to have some discipline and structure to manage all of those moving parts and get the result you want. So. I think, I think, I, I can't remember what I was reading or what I was doing. Something I was reading just reminded me where they said, if you weren't investing in training yourself and growing yourself, you were actually moving backwards.
1: Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? Right. Because the, the, everyone around you is moving forward.
0: That's exactly right. And I'll highlight it by just the really simple things. You look at HubSpot Academy, how much of training and lessons there are to further your your understanding your knowledge or even your implementation of stuff I encourage you even if it's one lesson a week go do the one lesson because it's available to you
1: you know what we've because uh, I've been talking with our as as our agency with a team lately just about they've been so busy doing client work and I've it's kind of I'm one of those unfair bosses where I'm going to say, make sure you keep learning and doing your certifications. Oh, by the way, you've got to do all this client work. Correct. And so we're talking about, no, actually prioritizing. And so what it comes down to is setting priorities. And I have to be reasonable and, you know, managers have to be reasonable about not everything can be priority one. You know, those managers that kind of like, oh, no, that's priority one. Oh, and that's also priority one. I used to hate that. I'm sure everyone hates it. Part of good management is about setting priorities. Also, part of stress management is setting priorities, which is the second thing. So we're trying to build a culture of no stress. I want a no stress company as we grow. And oh, by the way, we're hiring, by the way. (laughs) Just a plug there, hiring for some more people. Check it out on the website. But it's this whole idea of having priorities around training. So we actually, I've actually said to people, you can block it out. And we're actually using certain terminology when we talk on Slack, just to say, no, I'm doing training. I can't, I'm not available for work today Yeah, because you told me I should be learning. (laughs)
0: Fair enough. It's the only way we're going to stay ahead. Yeah, absolutely right. It's whatever you focus on and you give priority to, you'll see the result. All right. We've got a bonus link in there to do with SEO, Craig. Oh, just
1: another SEO audit checklist. And this, there's so many of this one's a monster. So, but this one's specific to a whole bunch of different tools. Like this one is really comprehensive. This is not what I'd recommend to say just a general marketing manager, yep. but worth a skim through because if you ever see tools being mentioned, actually, this is another thing that we've really concentrated in in our agency. I know you do the same, using tools. It's all about yes. efficiency. So we spend a fortune on tools every month, but even then the amount of time it saves us is, you know, people's worth of time every month so it's worth it so this article in some ways is good about being exposed to tools
0: yep all right we'd love if you could leave us a simple five-star review on apple podcasts or any podcast player that you listening to this on it really does help us reach more people and we'd love to hear from you be it on instagram youtube facebook how can we be better correct how do we grow better well craig until next time catch you later ian Hey there, thanks
1: for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.